This is a episode that I'm going to really dig in deep and just give you a lot of nuggets. So make sure that as you listen to this episode, you've got a pen and paper at your disposal because you're going to be wanting to take a lot of notes from what I have to say. But before we dive into anything that we have to share, I want to ask some of you who have been listening for one or two or 10 or more episodes and you haven't yet subscribed, go ahead, hit that subscribe button. I know you've probably heard this before, but it really does help. It makes makes me make sure that you are being able to access these episodes as soon as I drop them. And I want to send out a special shout out for those of you who have sent me a review. Thank you very much. And an invitation for those of you who haven't done so, please do so because it not only makes sure that I know that you're enjoying this content, it helps other people to be able to find me. So thank you for that. Okay, let's begin. These are six ways that I believe um, can help you gain trust and close more prospective client sales. One of the things that is really hard for newbie um, entrepreneurs, especially those of you guys who are creatives or consultants, is having those one-on-one calls, those discovery calls, those coaching um, perspective calls, however you want to coin them, like whatever method that you've probably heard when you first began trying to sell yourself was garbage because I know at least for me it was garbage I heard a lot of high pressure manipulative sales talks about how to basically make people feel like there was tremendous urgency and that they don't take advantage of this moment right then and there, then they were a loser or they weren't really serious about themselves or their business. And, you know, all this crazy stuff or like or working off a sales script. I mean, the sales scripts are the worst. Um, we're going to be talking about ways where you can speak in your most authentic way and still get a close. I feel like for me, when I started making these shifts, um, my closing rate improved dramatically because honestly, I was talking to people the way I wanted to be spoken to. So I'm hoping that you can glean a lot of the advice that I have to share with you on this. Okay, the first tip is before you even get on the sales call, make sure that you're talking with somebody who is seeking help. Now, a lot of people say that they want to get help, but I think they like the idea more of it than the actual reality. What the actual reality is devoting time, devoting their energy, obviously devoting their money. And especially for those of you guys who are in consulting where you're exchanging your time for your dollar, you really want to be working with people who actually understand that you um, are delivering a really great service and it takes time for you to do it. So I... I advise for all of you guys, do not make it super easy for someone to book a call with you because you're not necessarily getting people who are serious. I would highly encourage you on your website to have like an initial screening questions where it really assesses how serious they are, how much they're willing to pay, what they're really seeking for in their goals. Because oftentimes if someone just sits down just for a second and writes out, oh, I I haven't really thought about my budget or I haven't really thought about my goals or 
I'm not quite sure when I want to need X or Y service. They can automatically disqualify themselves and that saves you and them some much um, needed energy so that you can devote yourself talking with people who really need your help and they can go back and shift through their mind and ask themselves like what issues like they really need focus on. I am a, I'm a big believer, like, you know, hand to chest. Like I am a big believer about only talking with people who really want to work with you. I'm not one of those people who say, well, let's just take as many phone calls as possible. And then, you know, it just, you know, um, works towards, you know, the overall like potential clients. Like I I think that's a setup for failure because just think about this. If you're talking with someone who is actually lukewarm to unsure of themselves about whether or not they really are serious about it. And like, let's say you make a close and like you get their money, right? What good client are they? How good of a client would they be? Like, they're not really emotionally invested. They made it on a spare of the whim. They're not really taking like this process seriously because they didn't do a lot of research because you probably cold called them or you know you just got their email from like a, a email farm or like or whatever and you're just speaking with someone who is not really serious about their business odds are they're not going to value your work and if they're not going to value your work they're not going to value your time and it's just like you're not going to be able to deliver a good product because they're not really into the experience. So it's just not really beneficial in the long run on working with someone who is not actually seeking actively help. And let me explain when I say actively seeking help. I'm talking about somebody who is on um, Google and they're searching keyword terms. I need services for web design or I need a designer. I need a consultant. I need fill in the blank. They've been reading your articles. They specifically sought you out for your content. They knew that you were an expert and they, they know that you were the person that they needed. That is a completely different vibe from you cold calling, soliciting people, right? Where they weren't necessarily looking but you just kind of popped into their inbox or popped into like wherever you were online. I think that puts you more in a position of confidence and power, knowing that they really wanted to work with you. And then I think that's a more productive conversation in the long run. Okay, here's my second tip is like, let's say you get on the call. This, you got on the call, they're interested, they want to seek your help. A lot, another pitfall that people do is they are focusing more on the selling and not enough of the learning. When I talk with a prospective client, it's, it's an intimate relationship. I really want to like them. I want them to like me. I want to understand if I can help them. I want to know whether or not like they've been struggling for this for six months, a year, maybe multiple years. I remember going on this one discovery call earlier this year and then it was a video conferencing call and she was kind of explaining what was going on with her and her struggles and she just broke down in tears and she was like I've been trying for years to launch this home care business and I just haven't been able to do it and I just don't know what's going on with me and I just don't and I've been pouring money into this and I just don't know what to do next and I just want to just quit and go back and start a real job wow I mean, I could just hear the pain in her voice as she was saying it. It was, it was heart wrenching, and it was, it was, it was then at that moment. 
he was trying to figure out if she wanted the coaching because she really believed in her business or she was running away from the corporate life. I personally want to work with people who are 100% committed to growing their business and they're not using their business as a form of escape. When you're seeking to learn and not necessarily seeking to make money, you're going to find yourself working with people that you love to work with. You're not going to be working with people where you're like, oh, I can't wait for that contract to get up. Or, ah, like you roll your eyes as soon as you get an email or a Voxer or like a Marco Polo message or however you converse with them. You will be able to talk and like with people that makes your heart skip a beat as soon as, I, I mean, I know it sounds romantic, but that's kind of what it is. Like your heart's beat like, yes, I can't wait to talk with this client. You know, it's a joy. And that happens through the learning process, seeking exactly what they need, why they need it, how you can help. What are they expecting from you? And that actually slides me into tip number three is that as you're talking Provide example after example about how you can help them specifically. Now, when you're talking with a stranger and they're and they don't know you and you don't know them, it helps to kind of reduce the anxiety, reduce the uncertainty by being very concrete about what exactly you can do to help them. Like for example, one of the things that I focus on a lot with my clients is ways to help them feel more confident and assured in themselves and not just how they sell, but why they sell. And coming from a position of great passion and love and caring, not necessarily about just getting the money. Because for me, if I can teach my clients about feeling connected with themselves and connected with their clients, their business will thrive. And so I explained that about, you know, through my, uh, my journaling and, and how I, I guide people through constructive journaling. And I explained that to them, how I guide through some exercises and some um, homework that's specifically tailored for the issues that they talk about. And I've done this over and over with other clients and I know it works and I explain the ways that it has worked in the past for certain problems that they faced. So that's what I'm saying. Get real specific and let someone know that I understand your problem. I've dealt with this problem before. These are the ways I solve these problems. And this is how I can solve it, it for you. Because at the end of the day, we are problem solvers. We are helping our clients go from A to B. I always think about it as like, you're going, like, we're doctors, right? <laughs> and like, people come to our office, right, to seek to be healed from whatever ailments. And we're just kind of, at first, we're examining it, we're kind of thinking about like, what, what, present, what issues are presenting, and then we come up with a diagnosis as well as a treatment plan. Our services are our treatment plan for people for who really want our help, okay? Now, if you feel like you're trying to find your voice, trying to connect with that ideal client in a passionate way that shows your love, shows your sincerity, as well as makes you feel great in the process, I would highly encourage you to visit me at deniseglee.com. Go ahead and 
hit, click the work for me tab. Let's talk because I really want to make sure that if you're going to run your business, you're going to run your business the right way. This is going to be a cool, quick, easy 30 minute conversation. Just follow the instructions that are on my website on the work for me tab and we will get connected soon. And I'm just looking forward to talking with you. Okay. All right, let's get back into it. Number four, explain why you are different from the rest. This is really, really hard for a lot of you guys who are kind of in these generic titles. Like, for example, I think about uh, web designers or graphic artists, and it just feels like you are a dime a dozen, right? Because, like, everybody is saying that they, you know, they're in the designer business, right? This is where you have to really think about what key things want you to stand out from everybody else is the way is it your consultation process is it how you do your QC is it the way that you use a special technology whatever it is let people know up front like this is what makes me different from designer A or designer B the reason why I charge different this higher price is because I include blah 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 like whatever it is make sure that you're really specific about that because I think that just listing a price alone but not giving context or not kind of showcasing why you're special from everybody else kind of just makes you like, you know, not really that special. So that's why it's so important where you always have to constantly think about ways that make you pop, ways that make you look a little bit different from everybody else. And don't be afraid of saying like you've worked with, you know, a a particular, um, leader in the industry or listing out your claw that is like, oh, as seen on HuffPo or seen on, you know, Washington Post or the entrepreneur or the entrepreneur or like or whatever like you've been. Like go ahead and, you know, toot your horn. I mean, one of the things that I've I've done for myself more often is just saying, hey, yeah, I've been published at several magazines. Like I've been published at Costco, you know? It's just really important that people know that you're good at what you do and people are seeking your opinion. Don't be afraid. Don't shy away from that. Okay. Number five, no fancy scripts. I mentioned this in the intro of our this episode, but it just bears worth repeating again. Is I have never understood, like, you know, you pick up a phone and then you dial you know, you're having your discovery call with someone and you dial them or they dial, or you pick up the phone, you know, from, they, they called you and you're like, hello, Amy, nice to meet you. Hey, let's talk about what you need. Let's talk about why you need my help. Are you ready to close today? And it just seems like so robotic. And look, here's the thing. You're not talking to a robot. You're talking to another human being who is seeking your skill set and your expertise. They don't want to talk to a robot. There's 5,000 ways that they can talk to a robot, like online, through their phone, through, you know, automated bots on their website. Like we were just, we needed to talk with somebody about what's going on. So it's okay if you have like key phrases like that you want to talk about. What are your needs? What are your expectations? What are you seeking most? But at the end of the day, like you don't need to be memorizing scripts. You need to be focusing on learning, focusing on sharing and caring and explaining why you're able to help because you have the expertise to do it. 
this is a matter of practice. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that when I first did, you know, prospect calls, discovery calls, that I knew I, I had it all, you know, lined up. I felt a little nervous. I felt a little edgy, you know, talking with a stranger and especially like talking with a stranger when you really, when you're asking for money, kind of feels weird at first. So you, I think the knee jerk reaction initially is to sound a little robotic or um, not really confident, assured yourself. But I want to tell you that they're feeling nervous too. They're unsure of kind of what to expect from you too. So if you can feel more relaxed, if you cannot come from an area where I need to rely on specifically what I, I put on paper and more of just, I'm just having a conversation to understand and learn from people, then I think that there's no such need as a script. It's just more of a conversation. Okay. And lastly, I've got some buzzwords that I have heard over and over and over that um, I have been hearing and discovery calls. And if you do it, just scratch this out from your vocabulary because you're not doing yourself or anybody any good um, if you say it out loud. All right. So do not say cost or price. I mean, a prospective client is like, does this mean it's expensive or should we look for a lower price. I mean, to avoid these reactions, you could use words like investment to show that it's not about the money. It's about the value your product or service provides them. I always put on my website, investment, investment, investment for my one-to-one services because I feel like it is an investment because they are not giving me money, right? In the sense of like, like it's just money that just goes in my pocketbook. It's about them, sacrificing so they can achieve their goals. They're investing into themselves. When they invest into themselves, like they'll be richly rewarded above and beyond anything they paid me. doesn't matter if it's like a $5 book or a $5,000 coaching. Like people invest. Cost and price is always kind of stuck into the area of like, oh, it's something that just drains you and you don't get any value. Like kind of like paying like, you know, your gas bill or the groceries, just, you know, the cost, right? But when you, when you tell people that they're investing in themselves, investing in their, their business, like, or whatever product or service that you offer, that helps shift the mindset. Then like, I'm doing this for, you're doing this for you, right? The client's doing this for themselves. They're not doing this just to give someone money. Okay. Here's another word to avoid. Buy. People don't want to buy. They want to own, Use words that will make them think of possession. Own this experience. You know, capture this moment. And here's another word, sell. You must remove this word from your dictionary as well. You don't sell to people, you help them acquire knowledge. This was kind of what I was mentioning to you earlier about you are having information, you're dispersing information, you're dispersing knowledge, and you're giving them the power to decide what they want to do with that knowledge. And lastly, don't talk about signing. Signing is a, like signing a contract can be scary for a lot of people, especially if they barely know you. Instead, use expressions of give the go ahead or, um, you know, tr- trigger, trigger our new relationship or let's onboard. Like get people to not feel like this is kind of a contractual thing, but more of a relationship because that's really what it is. When you are entering into a coaching or consulting relationship with somebody, they are starting a new relationship with you. And hopefully it will lead to just great experiences, great transfer of knowledge, and obviously 
potentially the start of, you know, new business in the future, either directly through them or through other people. So I hope these tips help. I'm going to just repeat real quickly all the things that you can do to gain trust and obviously make more closes is number one, make sure that you're talking to someone who actually is seeking the help. Number two, avoid selling and start learning. Number three, provide example after example of how you can help them specifically. Number four, explain why you are different from the rest. Number five, no fancy talking script. And six, as we talked about avoiding using words like cost, price, buy, sell, or sign. That is it. Thank you so much for listening. I so enjoy talking with you. If you have any questions or concerns, send me a message. I'm at hello at denisegelee.com. Send me a message. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Pinterest. Check me out there. I'm also on Twitter, Denise G. Lee. And whatever you're doing right now for your prospecting, just know that it is a process. No one arrives automatically. But as long as you're consistent about improving your your conversational skills, it's going to get better. I promise you, it's going to get better. All right. Thank you again. Take care and be awesome.